Okay. We're recording video. We're recording on the two backup audios now, so. Hey, everybody. It's No Driving Gloves. Uh, we're going to go ahead and say it's March 18th, so there's a lot of things going on in the news. Uh, we're going to try not to touch on much of that. If we can avoid it, try to keep this little happy, cheery show. Who is we're joining trying to touch us? nothing right now. There's Nobody's <laughs> touching anything. Exactly. So who's joining us tonight? This is always a, a, a question now every week. I'm Sean. Sh- Sean's here. Hi. How are you? Will's back, believe it or not. Will's kind of here. It's been a while, so good to be back. Well, Will, Will's got a dartboard behind him. Yeah, we'll go yeah, and dude. some darts at Will's. And it's a Christmas tree right here. That's really a Christmas tree. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I, we, I'm, I'm in my basement, and instead of taking them apart and putting them in the uh, box, we just bring them down here, you know? That's awesome, dude. Well, we, we've all seen the Facebook posts that are going around today of people putting their Christmas lights up in support of what's going on in the world. Oh, uh, I hadn't seen that. <laughs> yeah, it's happening. See, Will supporting, unknowingly supporting. Oh, Lord. We just went out years ago, and I found a wrought iron uh, Christmas tree. Like, like, literally, we have an iron Christmas tree. And it's three pieces, and you bolt it together. And just I'd, I'd take a string of LED lights, like little tiny micro LEDs, and run m- micro LEDs around this iron Christmas tree, and we're done. That's hard, man. It's hardcore, man. <laughs> I have a little, and it hasn't been up in a year or two, but... Uh... Ex-girlfriend's sister used to put it up in her house. She had a mid-century modern vibe going. It's a 1948 all-aluminum Christmas tree. Yeah. So I mean, I'd be all in for that. I man. mean, it's real vintage. It's boxed up, but maybe we should dig that out. And she had the nice ornaments. And I actually picked some up this year. So if I do put it up next year, it'll look exactly the way it should. That's very cool. But. Why are we talking about Christmas? I don't know. Well, because that, that's the way Will is. And what Will's teasing and saying, and Sean is, is about the dartboard and the Christmas tree. This is our trial video episode. We've been talking for the last couple of weeks that we're going to go ahead and look at releasing some video. Uh, this is our trial episode. This video may or may not go up. Uh, this came as kind of surprise for both Will and Sean. It's probably yeah. why Derek's not here. He hadn't had his hair did, and or his Will did his though. Look, look how yeah. good his hair looks. Well, it's nice, shiny. Look at that, that. looks. That looks good, man. Yeah, I'm covering my face up. I'm just. I'm having beard envy right now. That's all. <laughs> you just got to say, screw it, let it I go. Did, I, actually, it was down to about right here, but it was like it. I did the uh, I did the fat guy point beard. Oh, the point thing. Yeah, I did because literally, like, like without this, yeah, I have like twenty three chins without this. <laughs> so yeah. I pointed it, and it really it worked. It 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 didn't look bad. And then for whatever reason, I woke up one morning and was like, I don't know whether I want the beard anymore. And I sh- I just cut it all down to like a one with a razor. And I looked in the mirror and went, that was just the dumbest thing you've done in a decade. <laughs> don't, don't ever I was, do that again. I was, uh, I was at dinner with uh, a nice young lady that I'm going to be spending some time with. And my mom joined and my mom was like, don't you think Will needs to trim that beard back? And she was like, uh, no, that does not need to happen. <laughs> 
So I'm like, yeah. And she is the authority. That's a good sign. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the crazy thing is, is Will's going out with this young woman and his mom, and he's not referring to his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And and I've been thinking the last couple of weeks, I want to shave my beard off. And, but I've been not doing it because I go, nobody's going to know me. The last time I did it was about six years ago, and I did it on a Thursday morning, and I left that day to go in, to a national conference that I had to give a presentation at, and I gave the presentation on Saturday night, and people came up to me afterwards and go, we didn't think you were here. We didn't recognize you. <laughs> and, and I was thinking, you know, I've got this new gig, and a lot of it involves sales, and part of that's... I'm sorry, friends that are listening. Part of that's mooching stuff off of you and selling to you, and it's nice to get recognized. But I figured this morning I got to be home for 14 days, or I'm going to be home for 14 days, self-quarantine. They're not making me. And so I, I shaved it off going, eh, if I like it, I like it. And Zara's kind of coming around to it now, and I don't know. So now I'm teasing her that I just might go the whole way and take the hair, too. Oh, please. <laughs> Please do that. I just want pictures, man. And I love talking eyebrows about, and all. I, I talk love talking about my exes. My ex-wife always said no. I could not shave all my hair off because she felt I would look like Charlie Brown. <laughs> I have a Charlie Brown sized skull, but I have always said that if this ever starts going away, it's I, I'm going will. I'm going. Well, full, I'm going full will. There will be no comb over. There will be no attempt at. At hanging on to it, it's just gone, man. Well, how how all of this happened was we put security cameras up at in the shop, and we were going back. I I had a guy working for me that you know tripped and fell and rolled across the floor, and we thought it was hilarious. So we wanted to go back and watch it. So we're sitting there and I'm messing around with it, and I'm going back and watching it, and I'm like, man, who's that dude with no hair? And of course, you know, my wife and, and my kids are like, Oh, you got plenty of hair, dad. It looks fine. It looks fine. And I seen that and I'm like, okay, got to go. Guess what's, guess what's happening tonight. <laughs> it's got, so got I to went go. home and whoop, it come on. So I'm like you, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not supporting the calm over. I'm mm. not getting hair implants. Uh, you know, I, I just thought you had a pre- I'm preceding rock what hair I got. On. I just thought Dude. your hair preceded down your face off your neck. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get every once in a while someone's like, "Why don't you color that?" I'm like, "Cause I don't care." Right. Now I have I no gray hair. I literally don't care. I like my gray racing stripe. I kind of got right it. here, you know. <laughs> when it first came in, though, it was literally an SS stripe. Like it was literally nice. a, a Camaro hood. It was awesome. Um. But yeah, I've gotten a little. I'm. I've gotten more distinguished since then. There you go. Yeah, yeah it's a no driving gloves episode with Sean. We're not talking cars. Last week it was food and. You gonna blame that on me? But what I find is a lot of my podcasts that, that talk cars or talk woodworking or talk podcasting don't talk those. They talk whatever else. So maybe okay. we, maybe after 115, 116 episodes, we figured this game out. Let's talk about 3D printing. See you uh, later. Just throwing topics <laughs> there. Just like, whatever. Oh, come on. We know, Will, didn't you have some stuff 3D printed for a car? Um, 
I thought one yes, of your projects or at least yes had the no. bulbs or something. Maybe. Oh, yes and no. Awesome. Oh, we're not supposed to talk about that car. Yeah, I can't talk about it anymore. I was advised not to. <laughs> we'll just call that car Voldemort and move on. <laughs> no, what we, are we th- I had a I had a shifter knob 3D printed. Okay. And that worked out pretty cool. And I've had some wheels 3D printed. What? To to look at them. To, hey, you know, oh, yeah, okay. I really okay. I really dig this. I, I think I, I thought you were this, talking about yeah. like proper metal substrate 3D printed no. material. Like, yeah. I I did have some model car wheels 3D printed. It's pretty pretty cool. You um a lot of cleanup, but it's not bad. On one of Fuller's most recent projects, he had the wheels 3D printed. So I know you got local motors out there 3D printing whole cars. Yep. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's that technology's nuts. Well, cool according stuff. to the semi fake news on certain certain social media sites, we're 3D printing houses in the middle of nowhere, so <laughs> Yep. We don't Heard have about that too. We don't have power. We don't have civilization. We don't have Pepsi or Coke. But we got 3D printers that do houses. So, guess I've, we got to start I mean, somewhere. Yeah, you, you do what you got to do, man. I, you talk about the ones that like lay the the weird lines down with the like, like they have the diagonal line kind of thing with the 3D printer that lays the concrete down and all that stuff. Yeah, that, I guess that's one version of it. So, I mean. I'm thinking something that prints actually in wood and does this Victorian <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you want something that doesn't exist yet. You want something from Star Trek. I always what are we want talking about tonight? Tonight, what are we talking about tonight, John? Because if we don't, if we don't get back on track, we're going to stay down a wormhole forever. Well, I was thinking maybe we could sit back and uh, chat about some of our humorous car stories, whether or not they're car stories that involve us that we've heard secondhand, or even if you've read them on the internet, I don't care. I just, excuse me. Every podcast in that I've listened to is talking about the coronavirus and all this other, no matter what. And that's all I want to say about it on this show. Let's have a good show and tell some jokes. And that's kind of why I haven't cared about the banter for the first, whatever, 10 minutes of the show is we just want to have a good time. Forget the troubles in the world. You're, you're listening to us to talk about cars or at least take your mind off whatever. And uh, you're obviously giving us some of your valuable time at home to do this because I don't think many of us are in cars, even though you can't. No. Driving is a recommended thing to do during this self-isolation period. So no who might have a really great, funny, interesting car story and i don't want to hear the stupid ones that you almost drove off a cliff at 80 miles an hour when you were 16 years old and you're dodge omni um sorry did you do that (laughs) yeah (laughs) more than once (laughs) nice almost drove into a marina once too i was just driving along and somehow we ended up in a marina and for some reason at the very last minute i said that just doesn't look right and stopped and got out of the car and i was halfway down the boat ramp (laughs) so and you didn't know. 
didn't know it was just so dark. I mean, it just literally was unlit. It was black. I think the headlights were crappy. I mean, it was an 024. No ingested substances involved. No, I've never okay. ingested substances, much I'm to the hey. displeasure of a lot of people. I'm there just throwing there, it out. <laughs> there was a whole family that uh, passed away that did that up here on Weiss Lake in Leesburg. Yep. Oh boy, the, the wheel breaks in with a cheery story. Just just yep. drove in. Hey, yeah, they did, and they all drowned. Just submarined it. Yep. Oh yep. my god. There might have there might have been a couple of survivors, but I know the driver and the pastor, they died. Well, there was one story, it was some show we watched on on Netflix or Hulu or something that told all these mysterious car stories and one is about this lake that ended up with like 12 or 15 cars in it. And they were thinking people just drove into it at night because of the way the lighting was and that. It just You could just drive literally down a road, and if you didn't make a turn, you drove straight down the boat ramp and gone. And the GPS was telling people, stay straight in 300 feet. Well, some of these cars were very pre-GPS. You know, This goes back to the early 60s, and I think the first incident was like 59 or 61. And Wow. Well, so our uplifting, cheerful show just took a dire turn. <laughs> oh, I was going to use a dive. <laughs> it, just, it just got, it just got brutal, brutal. Okay. I, Someone, I went, I went from a cheery driving some, down a boat ramp story. To... <laughs> some people, some people think probably think that's funny. It's, it's different. Yeah, I don't know about funny. But it's well, different. I, mean, I don't think it's funny, but I'm sure some there's somebody out there that thinks people dying is funny. It's it's Darwiny. It, it's it's right. definitely a Darwin Award type thing. Well, yeah, true crime podcasts are still a very popular niche. So. Dude yeah, that strapped the, the Jado pack on the top of his station wagon or whatever is it? Has that ever been debunked? I've never even looked. You know what I'm talking about, Myth, right? Mythbusters did something on that. And actually, I think it was the premiere episode of Mythbusters. They did something on that. And that was so long ago, I can't remember. But just for that, I'll say Adam Savage so I can tag him in the description. So that, Okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> put nice. that hashtag in. Nice. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, I'd, love to, I'd love to strap a Jado pack to something just to see what it would do. I don't know whether I want to be in that vehicle when you light that candle. but If you do, make sure the parachute's well attached. And the the rockets are actually in line, like not mounted crooked. <laughs> you, you want the rockets perfectly square to the direction of intended travel. Um, I can't even imagine like what. It, I was just gonna say trying to turn a country squire station wagon at two hundred and seventy mile an hour on a nice seventy series polyglass. That sounds like a lot of fun, right? You could you could probably get uh, a pretty good following from these flat Earth people. They're all over the globe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Are we referring to the guy that became a flat earth person? <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. Totally flat. So, we, we just found our three listeners that enjoy the death stories. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> this has gone See? so south. Look, look, we're all laughing and we're talking about death. So. Oh, it's gone so wrong. So, so unbelievably wrong. Y'all want to y'all want to hear about twelve non-moving violations in in one 
parking in, in one stop. That sounds good. Yes. So when I was, when I was a youth, um, I ended up with this truck. It wasn't my truck when this, when this ticket actually are these, this series of tickets were written. Um, I actually had a 69 Camaro as my first car. I, and, and the group that I hung out with, and I'm still really good friends with a lot of these folks today. Um, we all had hot rods. We all drag raced. We all like, I, I got into autocrossing really early. So I was the one weird guy that liked to turn left and right and didn't want to go really fast in a straight line all the time. Um, we're hanging out in the parking lot that we hung out at. It was, uh, Burger King and a zero sub shop in Portsmouth, Virginia. And a friend of ours had a S 15 pickup truck, the small block in it. I think at the time it was probably a low 11 second truck. And back in the eighties or early nineties, probably late eighties, that was fast. I mean, that was y'all were out there then. I don't know. I don't know how old Will is. I know John was around then. Um, but I mean, that was if you had an eleven second street car back then, that was a fast freaking car. And, and this uh, wasn't <clears throat> in in nineteen eighty. I was uh, let's see. Shut your mouth. <laughs> You're about to piss me off, aren't you? Well, <laughs> Sean is the oldest one on the show right now. In am I really? In, in eighty nine, I was ten. Bite me. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, in eighty nine, I was going out with tens. Ah. <sighs> Gonna need proof. Um, actually, John at eighty nine, John was rocking. That's pretty the, disgusting, John. John was rocking the mini truck. <laughs> he was getting the mini truck chicks. Eighty nine, um, I was in a CRX. Were you in the C- You were getting the C- you were getting the Honda chicks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're hanging out in the parking lot, and we had a couple different races that we like. We'd all hang out there, and there sometimes there could be eighty, ninety, hundred cars at one o'clock in the morning hanging out in this parking lot. And I mean, there was some, some serious stuff, mine not included. I mean, I, I eventually that car ran 12s, but that's the fastest that car ever got. Um, and it wasn't deep 12s back then, back then. It was, it wasn't really all that crazy impressive, but this S 15 that I ended up with eventually the owner of it drove it up there and it was a race truck. It was not a street vehicle. So he had pulled the tag off of his daily driver, put it on the back of the truck. It was on slicks and he pulls into the parking lot. And when he pulls into the parking lot, the thing had like a 4,500 or 5,000 converter in it. And he stalled it up, put it on the trans brake and ponged it. (laughs) He just literally just let it go. And the thing in the parking lot, after a little heat in the tires, it just, it it was rowdy. It shook all the glass in the in the strip mall, and a cop heard it. So this cop comes pulling in, and we all got to sit there and watch this guy walk around this S15. And the first thing he did, obviously, was you know license and registration. There's no registration. <laughs> it's like literally, it's it's not a street vehicle. So there's no registration. So he's got him on that. And then he's walking around and he's like, is this the tag that belongs? Oh, it doesn't have a registration. And the cop was like, he was being a complete jerk about the whole thing. He's like, so there's no registration. So that can't be the right tag, can it? And then he goes back and he pulls the tag and finds out what car it goes on. And he writes, he's like writing him for that. And then he looks down and he's like, it doesn't appear to be any tread on those rear tires at all. 
do those happen to be slicks? Is this a drag vehicle? You know, it's like just giving the owner absolute hell. And it went on for like an hour where he was literally just walking around the car and he's like, okay, there's no inner fender wells, altered suspension, Lexan windows. And the, the oddest thing about the whole experience, they didn't tow the car. They let him drive it home. And I still can't wrap my brain. I can't just can't wrap my brain around it. But I to sit there and watch a police officer detain this guy for an hour and give him it was at least 12. It might have been 14, 15, 16 non-moving violation in one stop. And he was in a parking lot. Yeah. He wasn't on a public road. No. Oh, no. wow. I'd have fought that. No, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what happened when he went. Excuse me. When he went to court, I don't know. You know that the the ending of it, but it it had to be a couple thousand dollars worth of non moving violations. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was just it was crazy. I don't know whether that's hilarious or sad or what, but being there and seeing it and watching that go down, it was just it was life altering. I was like, all right, cool. Uh, lesson learned. Don't take the race cars out on the street. <laughs> um, but we did. I mean, I, I think all of us did. All of us in this in in this show right now did. All of us grow up doing a little street racing. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't condone it. I've seen I've seen some pretty bad stuff happen on the street. We won't get into that because I don't want to bring the show back down to <laughs> driving <laughs> driving into lake levels. But yeah, I mean, all of us all of us grew up doing it. But we, I mean, when we did it, we didn't do it through the middle of town. No, you know, and and I think that's one of the differences. That, like, we had a Coast Guard base that we used to go out, and the the entrance road to the Coast Guard base, five light poles was a quarter mile, and no one was back there. Literally, no one was back there. And the guys that were running the guard shack, they kind of like seeing the cars. So if there were any dignitaries on the base, they would literally come out and go, "Hey, not tonight, guys," and we'd all we'd leave. And, but they were cool. And then we had a college that was out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it had like a four-lane wide road. And we'd, we'd line up with two lanes in between the cars. And it was really safe. And, and it, that ended up getting nasty, though, at, towards the end of us racing out at uh, Tidewater Community College in beautiful Suffolk, Virginia. Um they used like we used to line the sides of the road up on the curbs with all the cars and then the people would talk shit and the race would start two cars would pull off the curb go down push them through and then they'd come back and it would just repeat itself for however long when the police finally realized that we were out there racing they used they would come in after we all got out there with their headlights off pull up on the curb everybody's all you know intermixed and and talking smack and and figuring out who you're going to race next and and everything and three or four times i was out there and they literally just like we're halfway through the quarter mile and the blue lights come on and they get everybody for unlawful assembly and it was just crazy absolutely crazy and i think the statutes run out on that so they probably can't come after me now um which is a good definitely a good thing that actually happened when we were at the Coast Guard base, the police came out there one night 
And I happened to be in a friend of mine had a uh, Chevy two wagon and there were five or six of us in this Chevy two wagon. And we were not what you would call sober. <laughs> it was, um, it was one of those nights and the police came in, but we were all the way down by the starting line. The starting line was down by the guard shack for the coast guard base. And the finish line was toward down towards the exit of coast guard road. And the police came in that way. We were all the way down at the other end and then shift traffic from the coast guard base let out. So the shift track traffic is coming out of the coast guard base. There's all these cars up on the curb and police are literally just writing everyone on lawful assembly tickets. And we pulled off the curb and blended in with shift traffic and just drove by all of our friends that were getting a ticket. <laughs> it was just kind of like, hey, how y'all doing? Um, it, it just some silly, silly things happened at, you know, from midnight to about 3 a.m. in the Tidewater, Virginia area with, with all that stuff back then. It was, it was fun, though, man. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Other than I grew up and became pretty safety conscious and I became a, a high performance driving instructor for, for several different brands. And I just totally advocate taking it to the track now. Like, it, it, I think part of it is you see people racing like right through the middle of downtown areas now. And I just, I don't get that, man. Like we at least took it way out in the middle of nowhere when we did it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I've been talking too much. I'm monopolizing the conversation. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Y'all have to have something to talk about here. Are you just going to let the old guy talk all night? Well, you're the, you, you're the one who's probably from the farthest distance away. You know, Will, Will born and bred where he's at. <laughs> Whatever he, right. any story he might tell. Um, <laughs> they could actually come for you. Most, most of my uh, most of my good stories uh, are several. Of, the the best ones were while I was in college. <laughs> Can you talk about them? Oh yeah, yeah. We were um, it, this the whole street racing thing. It was my freshman year. I had a uh, two wheel drive K five Blazer which I still own and it had a pretty rowdy small block in it. I don't know if you remember that or, or not. I was John. thinking you were in the uh, Impala, but maybe you came back in the Impala. I that remember my, the blazer, but I guess I had the order that they were at the school back. Yeah, that was, that was uh, sophomore year, senior year, whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> so we were just kind of cruising main street there. And this guy's like, Hey, come here. I pull over there. Hadn't, hadn't been in McPherson maybe, maybe two months. So I pull over there and this dude starts talking to me. He's like, "Man, that thing sounds pretty rowdy. What do you got in it?" I'm like, "Ah, you know, it's just an old small block." And uh, he's like, "Well, let's look at it." It's like, "All right." So I raised the hood. And, now this is this is 1999, 1998, 1999, and uh, O-Cat breaks out. I painted everything orange. You know, the intake, the heads, everything was orange. Carburetor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carburetor, spark plugs, <laughs> everything. <Paint> you know, <laughs> headers, um, belts, hoses. Uh, yeah, everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> masking, we need no masking. <laughs> no. The floats so dude, uh, inside dude, the bowls. <laughs> 
dude breaks out a flashlight and he's like, oh yeah, I see them, them double hump heads and that Holly high rise intake and, you know, headers. And he's like, this thing pretty fast. And I'm like, nah, not really. It's pretty heavy. And uh, he goes, you want to run this old Ford truck right here? I look at it. And I'm like, that's like a, you know, a 72 long wheelbase, three quarter ton full or two wheel drive Ford truck. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And uh, of course he asked if I want to put any money on it. I'm like, dude, I'm a broke college kid. I ain't got nothing. I have you know? 14 cents, sir. <laughs> right. And I need to use I that spent, for fuel to get home. <laughs> I spent my last $2 on this 40, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> we, we take off to the, you know, outskirts of town and, and my old blazer, it, it was, it was pretty quick. It had uh, 411 gears, positive traction. I mean, it was, it was pretty quick. So we line up, dude, this, this guy slap embarrassed me. I mean, <laughs> run off and left me. And now let me backtrack a little bit here. When I was 17 years old, my dad put me in a, a 640 time full tube 67 Camaro. So I've been in fast cars, you know, I know, I know what it feels like to go fast, you know, and for a street car, my old blazer was pretty quick, man. This guy just slapped. I mean, I, I don't know how bad he beat me, but it was bad enough that I didn't even, I was on the brakes before we got to the finish line. It was, I'm like, it was, <laughs> it was painful. It was very it was painful. painful. Yeah. I've, I've and, had uh, those. I've had those. I've, I've dealt a couple and I've had several. So we turn around and uh, we kind of start chit chatting and, and these guys were, they were big time drag racers. They wasn't, you know, hobby drag racers like my dad and I were. And this was like a all aluminum monster forward, you know, probably, you know, probably seven, 800 horsepower in, in this old truck. And that was all they were doing was going out there yeah. and doing, doing what they'd done to me. Of course, I just started laughing. I'm like, dude, that's, that's freaking awesome. You know? And, um, but anyway, that, that was pretty funny. I mean, this guy and, and I didn't drag race anybody else local with my blazer. I'm done. (laughs) Just tap out. That's awesome. It's something cool about a fast truck there, man. I, 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 one of my best friends on the planet earth that I've known since high school, um, his father, had a it was a 70 ford truck but it, it was a 390 like a 390 it was a 390 out of like a 390 gt i think Fairlane or something but it was still three on the tree yeah and the, it was a 13 second truck though it would wow yeah it was it was farm truck before there was farm truck you know what i'm saying it was yeah. it was like he would they would take that thing out and embarrass people yeah. um and well, my- it just it was fun, man. It was just a cool, cool thing. My my blazer ran um, mid to high thirteens, is what it ran. That's that's a fifty five hundred plus pound vehicle, man. That, you know, it that, was that's getting up, right? And driving it out there, I couldn't get above fifty five miles an hour because of the gearing. 
you know, it, it, it was not a, uh, my dad told me, but when I went, before I headed out there, he goes, listen, son, he goes, it's hard to drive a hot rod every day. Yes, it, it is. Especially if you don't have a place to work on it and you're going to be living in a dorm room. And I'm like, dad, I got this. This is what I got to do. I got to show up with something cool, you know? And negative mile per gallon takes its toll. After. Oh, oh, well, you know, I, I, <laughs> I call it, I call it sacrifice and comfort for cool, you know? <laughs> oh, I did that. I, I used to do it a lot. Now it's, you know, it's, now I have a, uh, <laughs> I've got a 97 two-door two-wheel drive Tahoe that's all lowered. It's a lot more comfortable. But it probably that. has interior and air conditioning. Oh, oh, yeah, it's got interior air conditioning. And, yeah. and, you know, I can run, I can go wherever I need to go in it. You know, My Camaro so. had no interior, pro buckets, harnesses, no AC, heat barely, heat didn't work for a long time. I remember picking up some, I remember picking up a lovely young lady for a date and uh, it was the middle of winter and it started snowing and I was like, here, has, have a blanket. Um, yeah. That's not really a great way to make an impression. Um, the car was beautiful, <laughs> but, but it's, it was not a practical daily driver in any way, shape or form. Well, I'm driving the I'm driving the dually right now because my my Tahoe's in the in the paint shop. So that's cool. I'll take that. I need to find a, a actually what I really need for the uh, for Nemesis is I want to build a uh, probably a mattress Mercedes mattress minivan into a sim hauler. Bring that to cool. you and get you to get you to do all kinds of crazy stuff to it how about a wide body a wide body sim hall and minivan let's do that done i'm done <laughs> we, we it's very up, simple we picked up a metris dirt cheap where i'm at uh accident damage just basically needed rear doors and stuff and i i like Jeff, the Met- i'll give him 14 dollars for it. I, I like the whole idea behind the metris when i had my transit connect i was kind of mad i didn't buy a metris because i wanted the bigger back area than that uh you can put a four by eight sheet of plywood in the a metris and shut the doors and it's really the the only one of those cargo type vans that'll do it uh pro master transit connect but i don't know there's just something about it i like my transit better and I heard the other day and uh, podcast, multimillionaire host of the podcast, um, and they got talking about the Pacifica and said, you know, that's the Learjet of minivans. It really is. And it, it is. The only reason, like, I, I really, I would like a Pacifica. I, it's a great, great, it, don't shake your head, don't even do it. I've had the Pacifica out on, uh, up at the <laughs> test, the, the test, uh, shit, what is it? Up in Detroit, freaking FCA's proving grounds. Um, it's awesome, Will. It's it is a great, great van. It just is. It's comfortable. It's actually decently quick. As minivans go, it looks good. You it need to get don't off. matter. It could be a top fuel dragster. It's a minivan. Oh, are you that guy? Yeah. You're the car guy that doesn't like minivans. I'm, I'm, I, no, I'm a truck guy. Okay. And a car guy. Okay. I'm not. Will and I are actually just getting to meet each other. I'm, really. I'm not. We're learning a lot about each other. I'm anti 
soccer mom minivan. Oh, I'm out. I'll, I'm out. I'll minivan it up. You might be able to get Will to do, and if you get on the Radwood pages or the Maltese pages and um, get you know, pick up a good uh, Astro. There can... were two Astro vans that ran around my area that were small block, now, gutted, I, full cage, cra- crazy. I, I dig an Astro van. I'm not going to lie. Those are pretty cool. My dad had an Astro van. It ran and 17s I like, in the quarter mile. <laughs> I, like, I like the full-size vans, especially, you know, the 70s full-size vans. Those are cool. Uh, oh, good. I, those are – I want one so bad. <laughs> but but a minivan? No. Come on. No. How about one of the original Chrysler four-cylinder turbos? You crank it up and run tens with it. No. Come on. No. No one sees it coming. If I want a sleeper, it's not going to be a It's minivan. like the Spanish Inquisition, Will. No no one expects it. I, I mean, hey, if you like them, that's great. And if you hit my ass <laughs> drag racing in a minivan, kudos to you. Uh, but this guy, I'm not going to say I will never own a minivan. It's just the, pra- it's the practicality. They're so now, practical. I, I will say this. We did rent a minivan when we took the Dart to Detroit so we could have a vehicle we could all ride around in and and get stuff, you know, in and out of the show and and, and stuff like that. And you know, hey, it was it was it was it was all right. So practical. But give give me a give me an SUV. Give me a Tahoe. Give me a suburban. What if we can put a deal together with FCA and I bring you a Pacifica and we turn it into an ACR Pacifica? An ACR now, Extreme Viper style insanity track focused thing. Yeah. You in for I that? Would, I would be willing to do that. If you're in for that, here's the thing. I may have an in to get that, to make that happen. <laughs> but it's not going to be mine. Oh, it would be mine. Okay, okay. all right i'm i'm down we'll 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 put big oak on it but you know uh will will I, build you anything for a check i built hey. the i built the 65 dodge dart i've seen pictures i'm really upset that i never got to see it you know i, I really um, wanted to see that thing in person so that car looked amazing thank you and we cut the roof off of a bubble top Okay. Just do whatever you I mean, obviously, yeah, if 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 everything falls in line, then build it, right? Yeah, I mean you can make anything cool with the right budget. Speaking of cool with the right budget, and going back to the whole eighties, nineties fast trucks thing, we had a couple folks running around our area with little uh, Chevy Love trucks. You remember those things? Absolutely. They made epic drag cars. Yep. Epic drag cars. They were like stupidly fast. And I don't, did anyone ever? That was the Love truck before the uh, the mini truck scene, John. Because I know you're you're you were the one that was heavily into that stuff. The, and you're, the you're Loves still existed in the mini truck scene. Before there was a mini truck scene, and they still exist to this day. I mean, you had the, the Chevy still, Love, I haven't seen one in years, man. The Bullet Side Datsuns, the uh, Nissan 720s. Um, the Nissan 720 was getting right up there to the 
forefront. But yeah, those you know Ford Couriers, uh, the uh, the Chevy Love was basically an Isuzu. Was it really? Uh, I had no idea. I just the only ones that I ever saw had small blocks dumped in them. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The Chevy was an Isuzu for a while, and then the Chevy was a Chevy, and then the Isuzu was an Isuzu, and then it all went away when the Chevy became an Isuzu. So, but, but no, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm on a lot of mini truck pages, uh, just because I like mini trucks. Like, I like a lot of things, and yeah, there's a, still a lot of those built Chevy loves that. that yeah, they're sweet little cars. I'd still they rather were have cool, I'd man. Still rather have a bullet side Datsun, but that's preference. My grandfather was, had a. It was a Datsun. It was a Datsun truck. It was called a Sundowner. No, that I'll was never, a Mazda. Was it a Mazda? Because I had a '84 Mazda Sundowner, SE5 okay. Sundowner, and I had a '80 Ford Courier, which was built by Ford for Mazda, and it was the exact same thing. And did you just have that weird? Uh, like it looked like a sunset graphic down the side with like a town in it or something. No, like my, my 84 was a stock and that's kind of what got me into mini trucks. That was my second car. My CRX we alluded to earlier was my third. And mine had these black racing graphics on it said SE5 okay. at the back. And then my courier was a uh, custom uh, had a step fiberglass step side bed on it. Custom made wood tailgate. Uh, turbocharged 231 V6 what? under the hood. It's <laughs> a cute little, nice, cute little vehicle. Um, That's the driveline swap that I always wanted to do in my Chevette. I wanted to put a, a T-type Buick driveline swap in a Chevette so bad. And that's, I just, that's and I basically what was in this truck. It, it was a cool little, cool little truck. It was actually I paid like four hundred and fifty dollars for it at the time. You got ripped and, off. And it. Uh, <laughs> Nah, I don't know. About the only <laughs> thing wrong with it is you couldn't put more than $5 worth of gas in it. Now, keep in mind, gas was like $0.80 cents a gallon at the time. Uh, otherwise, you'd go beyond a half a tank, and the tank was a two-piece top and bottom, and the seam between the two would leak. So you had to be careful of the gas. And I had an I mean, escort like that. I can't remember. I had an remember. escort that literally would, it would overheat at a drive-thru. Like, I can't you, remember you which one of my high school friends helped me lower it. And I was still a, a novice at cars. And we got the coil springs out of the front of it. And it's kind of a funny story. And he goes, what do you want to do, two or two and a half? And I go, let's go two. I said, we'll see where that goes. But two sounds about right. That set the little sucker cross member about two inches off the ground <laughs> under the motor. And then I was running these uh, tires I picked up off of some girl. Super, super low profile at the time. And I remember driving that thing in the winter with about three inches of snow on the ground. And you could see my tire tracks and you could see that cross member track going down the road. Um, now, I mean, that was a that was a fun little beater truck. Uh, had a lot of fun with it. Sold it off to a friend, and I don't know what he ended up doing with it. Uh, should should ask him. I can't remember, but but no, those I still were... want to build a Mustang of, of like a five liter swap Ranger. I did the uh, three fifty swap Azuzu when we were talking my mini trucks. The Azuzu was my fourth car. Uh, since we, now we've talked about my 024 in this show, which was my first, my, my Sundowner, which was my second, my CRX, which was my third, and my Azuzu, which was my fourth. And I still haven't graduated high school yet. And that one, we ended up doing a 350 swap to, and it was the convertible truck. It was lowered with the uh, purple graphics on it. It was black and purple after I uh, 
had a bee fly behind my Oakleys, again, 80s, and uh, had a bee fly behind my Oakleys, and I, I swatted at it, went off to the side of the road, sideswiped a, a utility trailer, you know, one of those, like you buy at Home Depot nowadays, uh, except in 1989, they weren't as uh, prevalent, and they were expensive, sideswiped it, the guy had bought it that morning, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, Dad, you got me out of that one. But I tore tore the side of the truck off in that process, Oops. and then when we put the side back together, I had uh, some black and purple paintwork done to it, and that's how it went until the thing ended up getting stolen. So <laughs> that's never fun. Oh, stolen! I did have I had a '71 uh, Pontiac Le Mans. Le Mans. I, I sorry, my, the sports car on me comes out. Pontiac Le Mans. It's not a Le Mans. Um, it was a 350 wide block, uh, single track, four door, dark blue, blue velour interior. It actually was a really nice car. Um, and it, it, I say it was a really nice car. It wasn't a really nice car, but it rode nice and it never let me down. Like ever, never, ever let me down. And I was at my grandparents' house and it got broken into cause I had a really nice stereo system in it. They stole the stereo they stole the lanzar cabinet that i had in the back of it with the <laughs> two i don't remember if they were 12s or 15s or whatever but it was i had a, a nice amp and some caps and a lanzar cabinet and an eq and all, all kinds of crap that you do and they stole all of my cassettes which to this day stings because they were hundreds um and they stole the MSD 6AL that I had sitting on the floorboard in the back for the race car. To this day, with all my heart, I hope that they didn't know anything about cars. They didn't know what the MSD 6AL was, and they tried to hook it up as an amp. <laughs> I really, really just – I hope and pray – that that happened, and, and they just went and spent like eight hundred dollars on speakers. <laughs> yeah, and just, just the car just went up in flames when they when they turned the key. I pray to God that that happened. Yeah, but it probably well, hit like a hundred and forty. Hit hundred forty eight SBL. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it really dropped for about half a second. It, it just hammered for about half a second, and the car just went up in flames. You said cassettes there. This happened to me in high school, and throughout my life, I've been notorious for being too lazy to lock my car. That doesn't happen anymore. But I locked my car. They but I went, and I, I don't know if I actually locked it that day or not, but this is having my sundowner. And I had it parked in the little area of the parking lot that me and my friends commandeered, and you know, it was kind of our private parking area. And I can't remember if I had the shell on my truck or not or whatever, but they broke in and I had a Sony uh, D180 Discman. You know, this is 87, 88, maybe 88. So it was a really early Discman. And that's what you had when you really didn't have the money. My next in dash was a Block Point Chicago that had the uh, um, CD player in it. But this was, was how I played the CDs. Was CD Block Point? Uh, no, the, the no. Cartridge? The Chicago actually used cartridges. You put your individual CD yeah. into a cartridge, yeah, and then it split yeah. it. I had one of those. Yeah, I had one of those in my, um, and I guess the New York did it too. But I had that in my CRX with my competition car stereo. But in the the uh, Mazda, I just had that D one eighty, 
And somebody broke in. They stole that. And they stole all my cassettes. And that's what made me the maddest. They left me 70 CDs and my, wow. pi- and my Pioneer Indash. But they wow. <laughs> with cassette Indash. So they stole all my music that I could play in the truck. <laughs> you know, you could have I would you could have taken the CDs and I wouldn't have been as mad because I could have at least listened to my cassettes and yeah. you know God yeah, knows I, I needed to buy like my eighth Skid Row cassette because did you have that well, problem? You wear them out. Huh? Yeah, you wear them out. Well, I mean, did you have that problem with Skid Row cassettes? Those wore out faster than anything else. Well, they were made like with really thin <laughs> tape. Yeah. yeah. That and those and, and uh, Rat, the first out of the cellar Rat, I went through probably like five of those. I think I, see, at, that, at that time I was buying a lot of vinyl, though. A lot of my cassettes were dubs of my vinyl um, because my dad always taught me vinyl was better. And I really never got into the big cassette era. Most of my cassettes were pirated cassettes. I guess that's what you would call it today. Back then it was just what you did. I spent the first summer with my Camaro I spent in Nags Head, North Carolina with a docking cassette tape stuck in the cassette player and literally couldn't listen to anything else for like five weeks during the you summer. Know, that, rolling that was around. probably good for about the first three weeks. <laughs> no, I, I, Dawkins still my favorite band. And oh. I, and I remember with... <laughs> oh, my, I couldn't do it. <laughs> with, with, I couldn't do it. With the cigarettes, you got <laughs> to know... Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not a big Dawkins fan, but if it, it, I, I'd have pulled the whole radio out and just chucked it out the window, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would have he would have hooked that MSD up to it. <laughs> just burn it down. Burn and, it down. And when uh when that rat cassette wore out, I'd have just chucked it out the oh, window. Oh come on, too. man! I'm a child of the '80s. I can't. Help it. I had fourth row tickets to Rat at one of their concerts. I now, still have I still have now, my 1984 if, Rat Stadium Tour T-shirt. So if if my Beastie Boys cassette would have oh. wore out, I'd have went and had to get another one now. Can't go without license to ill. And oh, uh, he's no. talking yeah, intergalactic planetary. No, oh, I, 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 that was CD. <laughs> yeah. That was CD. I'm talking the cassette license to ill. He wore his first Beastie Boys was was at Carl's Boutique. I think. It was. <laughs> I I was doing a lot of rap back then. I probably had that CD. Um, I doubt if I had that cassette. I would have had that CD along with all the other. Rap You're stuff around with Run DMC. Well, Run DMC never hurt anybody. I was thinking Run DMC and NWA and uh, Easy E and uh, Too Short and Tone Loke and Young. Too MC. Short had the had the, like the the bass test stuff, didn't he? Oh yeah, Too Short. Too, too Short always played a little bass, and he was always um a little um Weinsteinish towards women. I would say. Okay. Oh yeah. And he just had an album drop like two or three weeks ago. I don't know what I was what? doing on a- Amazon or something, but it was a suggested digital download. And- Check out John with the had an album drop. <laughs> it dropped. Hey, I've always been on the cutting edge. That's why we're beginning this <laughs> mullet thing. You either get bald or you get mullet. Make up your mind. <laughs> or you could just go with mud flap. Yeah. Yeah. Just bald but I- on top. Party in the back, bald on top. But we're going to bleach it with a little uh, trucker mud flap woman in it and blonde. I dare you. <laughs> I, with the role that you are in right now, I double dog dare you to go that route. I, I'm in sales. It would get people talking. 
Yeah, it would. People would want to come see me. About the wrong things they would be talking. Have you seen that freak selling that high dollar storage? (laughs) Right. Right. As we were thinking about taking our wire to store it there, but um, we ran. We ran ran the other direction really fast. It's afraid he'd literally put a whale tail on it. (laughs) We we asked him how how he would store it and if he would do anything while it was here, and he said, "Yes, I'd love to put mud flaps on your Pagani." We decided to leave. I think Will's asleep. I'm no, I'm pretty good. sure we put Will to sleep. Will's exiting the conversation, going, "You you, yeah. you, you old guys!" <laughs> oh my god, I just touched my face. Oh no, it's been nice knowing y'all. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything funny? Any, any any other funny stories? I don't know. We got funny stories. I think we made the show slightly humorous, at least to us. I hope. So. Well, I mean, if it's funny to us, that's really what we need to shoot for. It needs like if it makes us laugh, then then we've done what we needed to do. I was trying to think of some of the little funny stories and not talk about the illegal things. But why do all the illegal things? They're all they're all illegal in some way, shape, or form, John. <laughs> Most of my funny car stories I couldn't share on here. <laughs> well, most that, that, of them, that's where most, I'm at. I could probably share them, but some people of, don't need to know the real story. Right. <laughs> a, a lot of mine involved the opposite sex. <laughs> oh, good And Lord. I don't need to go there. Yeah. I don't need to go there. We were wanting to more hear the same sex ones. Yeah, I'll pass. I'll pass. I, I, we, you know, I don't have you do it. you, <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. Um, no, it's like there's so many crazy things that we did way back when. Like uh, the same friend of mine that had the uh, his that fa- his, his their father had the 390 Ford pickup truck. Both of the brothers, Andy and Lee, both of them had Fiestas as their daily drivers. They also Andy had a '71 Torino. It went from a 429 that revved like a small block. Like I literally, that car, that's the first big block car I ever got to drive. And when I rode third gear, I was like, holy crap, it's still pulling. I mean, I was just, I was like the happiest person in the world. And his brother had a little Mustang two, and then he had a Fairlane. The Mustang two was evil. The Fairlane was evil, but they daily drove this. One of them had a black and one of them had a red Ford Fiesta. You can't kill those cars. You can try, but they won't die. And Andy decided when he was getting rid of his, we were going to take it out to Craney Island, which was out there by the Coast Guard base I was talking about earlier. And Craney Island was where everybody went to off-road. And it's where every like there was a motocross track that was all sand whoops and some big berms and stuff. And it was just basically it was a – non-official off-road park that no one got any hassle for going out and playing around that it was it was kind of cool back in the day but we took this fiesta out there we took it through the motocross i mean literally like we got there at nine o'clock in the morning and at two o'clock in the afternoon we were still beating the poo-poo out of this little 1970s box of a ford compact car and it didn't want to give up like we started jumping it off the back of berms and 
I was in it with with Lee. I was in it with the older brother. And Lee's going at the back of this berm, and he's like, he's just accelerating, accelerating. We're going like 40 mile an hour, and it's probably a three foot tall berm. But in a 70 Fiesta with lap belts, you're not exactly protected. And he, <laughs> he jumps, and I'm looking down at our friends. I'm like, ah, crap. And we nosed in, and it shoved the motor back far enough to, sh- to shear the shift linkage. So we're like, oh, crap, we're done. And then Andy's like, the hell with that. And Andy crawls into the car and jimmies it in second gear. And we just kept on going, man. We kept on driving it and ended up flipping the damn thing over. And well, actually, no, we put a, uh, a brick on the accelerator to end the day because we were like, we, we brought it out here to kill it and it won't die. So we put a brick on the accelerator. It was like a minute and 47 seconds at wide open throttle. And then it didn't even throw a, a rod through the block or anything. It just seized. But while it was going wide open throttle for like a minute and a half plus, it's spewing fluid out of every orifice and just like <laughs> it, it's spewing fluid out of every orifice. It finally just and locks up. So we're like, OK, it had to throw a rod and we couldn't see in see like see down low enough. So we ended up rocking the thing and rolling it over. And when we rolled it over, oil came out of the motor, got on the, the exhaust manifold caught on fire and if there would have been social media back then there would have been everyone else doing the sensible thing which is jump behind the berm that we rolled the car on its side over and me basically berm shot <laughs> like i just took off running and i'm running around the berm and i just like i, I ran for a half a mile i was like i'm not gonna be around that car when it explodes because it's still got a full tank of fuel but i it's amazing how tough it, that it, old ass little hunk of crap car was. It didn't have enough power to blow itself up. It didn't. It really didn't. Like it, we yeah. were, he dropped a cylinder in it. We were going down the back side of a bridge one night. I don't remember where we were. I think we were going back to my house actually. Going down the back side of this giant bridge that was designed for some pretty big boats to get underneath it. <laughs> we're running probably ninety five mile an hour, and it just literally just dropped. The cylinder we're running on three cylinders he drove it around on three cylinders for like six months before we put another motor in it and it, it wouldn't die it just would not die and then him i had my chevette and we had another friend that had a pinto and we started playing this game that if we were coming up behind one of the other cars we just hit it and just i mean just boom just just ran into it and like three weeks in a row, we broke two taillights out of Andy's Fiesta. So he's going back to his dad like every other day going, I need a taillight. I need a taillight. I need a His dad's like, why are you breaking so many taillights? And we were just giving each other whiplash out on the street. It was just stupid stuff. But See, I, I, guess, I never did dumb stuff like that. We would, it was awesome. You know, we, we'd cruise Main Street. This is a, another B2000 Sundowner story. And back in back in our day, when we were young, you could ride in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. And we'd be cruising Main Street, you know, me, me in the cab and my buddy in the cab and four, five, six, eight, ten people in the bed of the truck. And you'd go up and down Main Street at two, two and a half miles an hour, bumper to bumper. And I had a friend that would love to reach out over the tailgate to the car behind you and do push-ups. So his feet are on the feet or calves are on the tailgate, the top of the tailgate. And he's doing push-ups on the car behind you. It, that is not the smartest thing I've ever heard. I would say it was really, really funny until 
you know, one of those times when I wasn't paying attention and popped the clutch and uh, took off and uh, kind of left him there to fall into the car. How much chin did he saw off? Uh, no, like, he, he came out of it okay. I think we still yeah, cruised the rest of the night. You know, he got a little bit of blood, but, I mean, you can rent wash out the back of the truck. You know, that was one of them we did. And, of course, Lord. we did the, um, I guess, the only way you can say it now, even though I, as much as I deny it, um, the uh, spoiled brat thing, you can never make up your mind. Because, again, this is 1988-89, and some of this technology was kind of new where you'd have to twirl the CD up in the air before you slid it into the in-dash so that people knew you were playing CDs and not cassettes. That was just you. Yeah, you had that. You had the, uh, And then you had the problem of your extremely loud car stereo, which, you know, was cool in the day when they could hear you two miles away, three miles away, or your cell phone. And how can you, you know, be that arrogant SOB? Of, you had a cell phone in the 80s. I have had a cell phone since 1987 or very early 88. You are a spoiled little shit. And my dad had the second cell phone in our town. He had a radio phone prior to that. So, yeah. And I still have his original cell phone in in storage along with... Bag and all, man. Bring that... Actually, it was... His was pre-bag phone. Okay. Mine was bag phone, and I had that. I had the bag phone with the Mazda, and when I got the CRX, I didn't want to deal with the bag phone. I wanted the permanent. I wanted it mounted in the car, so I got it mounted into the CRX. We'll tie this into old stories. My father actually had a permanent phone installed in his Astro van. We're tying stories together now. That's what. That's how we do it here. Yeah, we get get around to that stuff. But now I lost track of where I was with my cell phone stories. Jeez, you had all the cell phones in the world. I, I used to I, up until about five or six years ago. I think when I moved into the the house on Shadescrest, which only Sean here would know. Um, I think when I did that move, I threw all my cell phones away, and I could kick myself because I had StarTax, DPC five hundreds, five fifties. One point, I had a 1.5 watt block point handheld, which is the most powerful handheld you could have. You know, that thing would give people three three down from you brain cancer, not only you. Uh, Did you ever have the the Nextel, like military grade push to talk? Did you ever have one of those? I, I never had a Nextel. Okay. I never understood Nextel. Why do I want to pick up my cell phone and talk to somebody in walkie-talkie quality? It worked really good for business. They it, they had them when I started at Barber's, but um, Nextel was bought out by Sprint shortly after I started out at Barber's. So. Gotcha. It, it, they did work really good for business back then. But I actually was one of the only people, I think, probably that took one of their military-grade ones. And I threw – I got out of the car – I threw it on the seat. It bounced off the seat and swished into a full glass of water. And that ended the military-grade Nextel. They were not waterproof. I think we just got boring. No, we might have got boring. Yeah, I, go I think into, we just. Go I think we literally just got boring. Will will disagree. Look, if you, if this video gets out, people will watch. Will got bored about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> Oh, he's going. Will, Will has stories. He's just not yeah. willing well, to share. Will's realized, boy, this was a, a decent topic. I got a lot of ideas, and 
Oh, that's going to incriminate me. That's going to incriminate me. Right. That's I mean, good. he's they're going, did, I can't talk about that. I can't. Did talk. anybody ever get in trouble for making their car backfire? No. no. I don't think I ever did. No, but we did get in trouble for making one blow smoke screens. I was coming down the mountain in Fort Payne, Alabama one time, and I was in my K5 Blazer. It was when it had a wore out 305 in it with glass packs and, you know, the exhaust came out right behind the back tires and just turned straight out. Yeah. And we were coming down this mountain and, you know, of course I was, I don't know, I was 17, 18 years old and we would turn it off. Boom. You know, ignition on, make it, dude, it was so loud. And we were doing it as we were meeting cars. Scaring people to death. Oh, dude, people were freaking out, running off the road. Like, get down into into Fort Payne, and man, I get, man, I get drawn up on, son. I mean, it was probably five cop cars. Really? Woof. Man, they swarmed me. And I, I had my buddy Joey with me. And I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on? So, man, they come out, guns, you know, guns out, hands out the window, whole nine yards. So I get out and uh, cop detains me. And I, I'm like, what? What they if thought I you were, They thought you were shooting guns. I, exactly. Yeah. They, holy uh, crap. Yeah, that's they, crazy, uh, dude. He said, he said, uh, what kind of weapon you got in there? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, there's, there's not a, way. I said, I got a pocket knife. And, uh, he was like, no, there's a gun in that car. And I'm like, no, sir, there's, there's not a gun in that car. He goes, well, we got multiple calls that you were firing a weapon yeah. at, at oncoming traffic. And I was like, my truck backfired a couple times going down the mountain, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I didn't shoot a gun at nobody. And um, of course, you know, I was I was heavy into stereos and stuff like that. So there were some alligator clips in there, and oh, you, you were know, in trouble, man. Oh yeah, boy, they pulled all of them out and put them on the roof. What are these? I'm like, uh, it's an alligator clip. Do you you got any, you know? marijuana in there i'm any, like any other drug paraphernalia i'm like i'm like no sir I, I don't even smoke weed i don't know what you're talking about well this is like a roach clip and i'm like no it's an alligator clip man that's what you test wires with and stuff and uh of course there wasn't no residue or anything on right because that's what i was really using them for anyway I, I, they wound up letting me go with nothing but uh yeah that was uh it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. <laughs> I was at a dino night with a, uh, I can't remember what kind. I think it was an Eclipse. It was one of the first cars that I ever was ever around that had a two-step on it. Like a, oh, yeah. like an import car with a two-step on it. So it's right. it's a four-cylinder with a turbo that literally is like, like it, it sounded like a machine gun. I had a, I had a TSI Talon. As, it's a cool car. I mean, oh, this, yeah, these are cool. rocket ships. But we were at a dino night, and it was probably 12, 31 o'clock in the morning, and this guy would just kept putting it on the chip, putting it on the chip, and cops showed up. 
because people were complaining about automatic, autom- fully automatic gunfire. Oh, <laughs> they were, yeah. They were not happy about it at all. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's totally crazy. I, I can't five cops at one time. Oh, yeah. Down on I mean, me. they were they were on me. They were serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they <laughs> wasn't they wasn't being nice. Right. You know? And uh, which granted, if somebody's shooting a gun at somebody, right. They don't it's not time to be nice. Be. Right. It's not time. Um, to be. It's time for you, know? you to say yes, sir. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I did. And uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, that was a serious. Wow. A serious moment. <laughs> wow. I didn't. I didn't uh, make my vehicle backfire at all. Coming track. No, you done. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever do the? Uh, we we actually did this with one of my friend's cars. We wired up a a second uh, windshield wiper reservoir and pump. Oh yeah. And put a Zerk fitting in an exhaust manifold. And ran a ran a hose, put some oil in there, and we, you'd pump oil into the exhaust, and you'd rev it a couple of times. It was James Bond, dude. It was total whiteout smokescreen, and no, we fogged out a couple parking lots, and we got we got in some pretty big trouble over that. But it was what amazing. we what we done with our, our window squatters would we would aim them so they would oh yeah we do that yeah. oncoming cars. You know. yeah, my mom had a, a cabriolet. It was like an 84 VW cabriolet. And I have never in my life, this tiny little car, you could just you could just grab and aim the windshield squirters wherever you wanted them. You didn't have to loosen them up. And that some bitch would shoot fluid like 30 feet out. They were like super soakers, man. It was you get people up on the sidewalk with them. It was epic. Oh yeah. <clears throat> And that's what I remember about an 84 VW Cabriolet. I don't remember much other than that, but that was cool. I had a, uh, let's see, I had a Rabbit. I had a bunch of Volkswagens. Yep. And a Jetta. Really good friend of mine had a little early 80s diesel Rabbit. Yep. He did all the suspension work in the world, too. And, like, it would, it literally, you could just leave your foot to the floor and just turn. Yep. It, It wouldn't go fast enough to ever overwhelmed the grip that it, that it had my, my my dad had one that he drove back and forth to work that had an auxiliary tank in the spare tire well he could drive that thing for like three months <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got like 60 miles a gallon yeah, it's just going forever it was a non-turbo diesel is what it was it wouldn't pull a greasy string out of a cat a butt. non-turbo diesel non-turbo yes <sighs> And then I had a turbo diesel Jetta. So. Have you ever have you ever driven or been around one of those uh, converted deep fat fryer diesels? A Mercedes, runs, I have. Yeah, runs on French fry oil. Yep, yep that's yep. the weirdest smelling thing ever. It's weird. <laughs> it's really really strange. I thought I ate a lot now. If I had one of those, I want to eat more. Be hungry all the time. It smells like McDonald's everywhere I go. <laughs> I need fries, and I need them now. That's awesome. My buddy had a uh, second gen split bumper Camaro in high school, and the uh, of course we were we were aggressive drivers. We were car guys, you know. And no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, and there's some curvy roads around here. So we were always pushing his car to the limit. 
the passenger seat, it only had bolts on the inside. It didn't have the outside <laughs> bolts. Well, I drove with him <laughs> enough. Up in his lap. <laughs> I drove with him enough to know that I'd just hold on to the seat frame and we'd go around a corner and I just, you know, <laughs> just I just leave with it. That's well, awesome. You get somebody in there that didn't know, oh man, they would freak out. <laughs> They thought, we're they gonna thought die. we were wrecking. We were going to die. Oh, Lord. The car's coming apart. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, I wish Alan still had that car. Did you ever make floorboards out of street signs? Uh, no, I've never no? been okay. a hack. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Always- hey, I mean, you know, every once in a while, you got you to gotta dig deep when you're young. Well, you know, I guess fortunately... You've already, um, you've had access. My, my dad always had a welder. And, yeah, I was, I, I know, was not that fortunate. And, and we're in the South. We didn't grow up in Virginia or, uh, yeah, Ohio. Is that right? No, Illinois. Sorry, John. <laughs> didn't mean to cuss you like that. You know, so none of our cars down here were really rotten. Um, so. Yeah, I, I've been known to put a stop sign or two in, in, in a floorboard. I've, I've pulled some out, that's for sure. <laughs> so it might have been ones that I put in. Uh, <laughs> we did a uh, we did a forty eight Ford coupe for a guy. It wasn't that I never did that. And uh, we sent it off to get it blasted, and I actually went with the car. There was so much fiberglass in the floor of this car that it actually caught on fire in the blast boot. <laughs> I've never done that. Oh, dude, seriously, it it caught on fire, and I don't know if you've ever seen a fire in a blast booth like that. It just, it's got to be just it's, a giant it's like, ball. Of- it's, it's like a flash, yeah. you know? Yeah. And luckily, the dude was wearing all of the gear and didn't... You know, didn't breathe in the flames. Or, yeah, it would have killed him. Holy crap. Here we go talking about death again. <laughs> Are we going to end it on death? We started on death. We're going to end it on death. I tell, I just told somebody, a new listener, was talking to me the other day. He said, I was listening to some of your shows, and it's it's interesting how you guys go full circle all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind uh, of our trademark. No matter what the topic is, we go off a topic, and then we come back to it. Now, Anymore, it's not necessarily the topic. It's just the first thing we talk about to the last thing we talk about. But and then we I, have to we have to talk about zambonis at some point. And I I don't know. really you had to go there. Yeah, absolutely. and I don't know. Um, I'm just ignoring all of that conversation. I know we didn't stay on topic tonight with humorous car stories. Maybe the, some of them were funny to you, but maybe some of them at least made you think back to if you're not presently there because we do have some younger listeners but think back to high school or your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s there's no way that they didn't resonate with they had to resonate with someone somewhere you're going hey i remember boy i'd love to tell them that story if you want to send us a story Again, nodrivinggloves.com. Facebook's the best place social media-wise. No Driving Gloves on Facebook. Check out the Patreon. Like I said, when we got to a certain level on Patreon, we would uh, start 
doing video or in the preliminary test stages of video, so we're close. And we're going to release the videos to Patreon for in the beginning. And if that works, we pro- that might be where you get to see us on video. If you really want to see our, our mugs, you know, my shiny chin now, Will's shiny head, Sean's gray beard, and Derek's shiny head when Derek decides to join us again. But he was out playing with his Zamboni on the roof today. I think he had a had a household emergency he had to take care of and uh, mop th- some things up. So, but I'm out of here for tonight, guys. We're ending it. And we're in, we're ending it. We're buck fifteen again. So, woo! Peace. Out of here. Bye bye. Video pause.